Ben Silverio. And I'm Andy Huddle. And I'm your host and post, Ansel Birch. And it's time to party! Welcome back to Time to Party. We are here with another amazing time travel movie. And to help us navigate through this movie this month, we have our very good friend Andy Huddle. Hey, party people, it's Andy Huddle. Jamming with you here in the great state of Chicago. Happy to be here on Time to Party. We'll be taking your calls a little later on. <laughs> but first, <laughs> some <laughs> French jazz. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> I want all you party people to know that I'm the only one drinking alcohol right now. This is just how we are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you're only a third of a beer in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, but these two are drinking water and coffee, so respectively, respectively. Yes. Not that you can see who is which. I'm, yeah, <laughs> even though we get, we tend to get confused for one another fairly often. That's even when people can see us. That's yeah. true. <laughs> it's true. It's we both have red beards. Mine is actually longer right now. Yeah, that's crazy. That's not, not usually how it rolls. No, no, you're usually the, the wild man. Although you have been getting more Gandalfy lately. That's high praise. I, I'm impressed. Yeah. Do you have the hat to go with that high praise? If he doesn't, I'll give him one. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, uh, I'm trying to think. I've got like one of those, like, uh, remember, hey, uh, Ansel. Yeah. Remember remember in the uh, late 90s when everyone wore those like uh, cat in the hat hats? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Got, I got some that of that. Dark, dark time. Yeah, yeah. When, when we went to uh, Warp Tour. And Is that why that was? Uh, it could be. I went uh, Jamboree. That's what it was. Q101's Jamboree. I, say, I don't remember a lot of that at Warp Tour. I remember a lot of really crazy stuff at Warp Tour. But... Sure. Yeah, no, I remember. I got. I and got... I say remember in quotation marks. Yeah, got one of them cat in a hat hats. So there, I've dated myself. I went back in time and dated myself, and I am a cheap date. Oh my god, how has that movie not been made? Guy goes back in time and dates, dates himself. himself. Yeah, and then you call it dating, dating myself. myself. I mean, it writes it, itself. It does. It's already written. We did it. We did it. You know who would probably write that? Judd Apatow. Yes. Woody Allen. Maybe I was going to say uh, yeah. famed screenwriter Gil Pender. <laughs> Yes, Gil, P- Gil Pender would write this. Yes, that's true. Yes. Speaking of Gil Pender, that's the movie that we're talking about this good month. Segue, good yeah, segue. Yeah, yes. you tried. You tried. It didn't work. You did not stick the I landing. Didn't, I it's didn't. okay. Yeah. Yes, party people. This month we are talking about the 2011 fantasy comedy Midnight in Paris. Um, before we really dive in with the usual uh, party favorites, uh, I feel like we have to address the rhinoceros in the room. Rhinoceros. rhinoceros. Yeah, we're doing a Woody Allen film. And yeah. Woody Allen can be pretty problematic. We've had this discussion previously on the podcast with Michael Jackson. And I'm sure it's come up with J.K. Rowling. And um, I'm sure we had to have mentioned jo- uh, Joss Whedon at some point, right? Uh, I don't know if we have. but I don't know if we have. In the event that it comes up. Yeah. Um same category right i'm yeah. not gonna say that woody allen's a problematic fave of mine but midnight in paris is one of my favorite movies uh it's it's really really tough to separate the art from the artist you know yeah, um yeah. i i often say well look at like herman melville sure you know uh he wrote moby dick one of the greatest novels of all time yep. debatable 
<laughs> You've heard of it. We're yep. talking about it. That's true. That's he did true. something right with his he did, life. He did. He's very... Uh, I'm going to say that's about marketing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he had better PR people than Woody Allen. <laughs> I um, mean, somebody had to be like, okay, so the book is about whales. All right, so how do, how, do a, we, how do we make people forget that he beats his wife and just focus on the whale? Could we do a whole chapter on whale anatomy? That'd get him. That's going to hook him. Yeah. Put it like... A third of the way into the book, though, make them make them want it. I'm going to create an expression called "Don't judge a book by its cover." Ooh. Then I'm going to hold up a copy of Moby Dick and go, and people will, you know, forget about all that other stuff. But yeah, so just because we're talking about a Woody Allen movie does not mean that we condone the actions of him as a person. Uh, we're looking at the arts that he created. And, you know, I, again, one of my favorite movies. Um, and I think that's something important to remember uh, when we talk about Death of the Author in a film context, especially, is because is that the movie that Woody Allen made is so much more than Woody Allen. Right. So many more people, uh, you know, had... Uh had a part in making this film other than the director. Right. Um, and that's important to uh, to remember. Yeah, how do you feel about uh, Woody Allen's other films? Um, you know, I grew up on Woody Allen. Uh, he was my dad's, one of my dad's absolute favorite directors. So I grew up on, uh, I think probably one of my favorite films as a kid was Sleeper what <laughs> sleeper yeah that was a real sentence that just got said um and yeah god looking back on it it's so inappropriate <laughs> for a child to have seen uh the movie sleeper but uh man oh man that movie was so funny uh as 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 a kid um hannah and her sisters um annie hall of course um manhattan you know actually that was not one that i that was in our rotation oh um but uh, radio days radio okay. days absolutely one of my favorites i make it a point to show my friends that movie um it is uh with a baby seth green oh yeah um, in uh, in that movie uh but it's it really is a love letter to the bygone days when uh you know radio was practically a member of the family and sure. really goes into how uh the radio was an important part of every single member of his family's life. Mm -hmm. You know how um, every time we talk about a Woody Allen movie, there's that little asterisk. Well, Blue Jasmine has another one because Louis C.K. is also in it. See, that one hits me personally just because when the show Louis came out, I was like, oh my God, this is me in 10 years. And now I'm like, I don't know. Nope, nope, yeah. nope, nope. Because I used to talk about Blue Jasmine as being like a, a renaissance for Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. And his dramatic performances, you know, really upping the ante. Uh, but not not like uh, The Adventures of Ford Fairline. <laughs> yeah, I referenced that movie. Look, we're talking about movies. Ansel. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I used to talk about Blue Jasmine as, you know, an example of Andrew Dice Clay being more than just a a, a shocking comedian, you know? 
um, showing that he actually has range and stuff. And now I don't really want to recommend it to people. Uh, it also happened with the movie Trumbo. Uh, I love Trumbo, uh, and Louis C.K. is in that, too. Yeah, wow. He's not in Trumbo as much. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just want to be like, Brian Cranston is phenomenal in Trumbo. Yeah. Uh, I love Trumbo. The movie's so good. So tell us about Midnight in Paris. <laughs> yes. So in case you don't know about Midnight in Paris, our good friends at IMDb tell us, uh, while on a trip to Paris with his fiance's family... A nostalgic screenwriter finds himself mysteriously going back to the 1920s every day at midnight. In Paris. In Paris. I mean, that that covers it. I mean, yeah. Good night, everybody. (laughs) All that stuff happens. That's true. Um, I I like that they put nostalgic in there so importantly. (laughs) It it really is a very important word. Um, The... uh, the horrible Michael Sheen in this movie. Oh my god! Uh, he, oh my god! He he just plays this unrelenting smarmy douchebag, um, and uh, he talks about this. Uh, what is it? Nostalgic thinking. Yes, um, the the nostalgia uh, is denial. Denial of the painful present. Yes. Doesn't uh, he call it like the the deranged or or. It, he, he uses some, like, pejorative term Very much so, for yeah. the nostalgic mind. <laughs> Golden age thinking. Golden age thinking, that's what it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, you know, the people back in the day, they had, it, they had it right. A flaw in romantic age imagination of those people who can't cope with the present. But, you know, and I don't think that that really applies to our main character at all. I don't. I, I really don't think that it's that, that is kind of his problem is that he can't really deal oh, okay. with Fair. with with the way things are right now. I think he's fine with it. I just think he, you know, obviously romanticizes mm. uh things, but I don't think that is because he can't cope mm. with with modern day living in two thousand and eleven. Well, two thousand ten. I the movie say, takes place in 2010. Yeah. Yes. I, I would say that the, the he thing says that it. he can't cope <laughs> with... That is impressive that you picked up on that. I think it's not that he can't cope with life in 2010. It's that he can't cope with the current life that he has with his fiance. Sure, but I think that's a totally different thing. And I yeah, mean, I think that's an important distinction, so I'm glad yeah. you called it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's not so much that the world of 2010... Sure. It's, his current situation because he's unhappy he just doesn't really know it yet right Mm -hmm. yeah we'll get more into this in the next episode gil even says it to gertrude stein and he's Mm -hmm. like it's called denial yeah oh that (laughs) moment anyhow yes so as we tend to do here at time to party we want to give you some incentive to rewatch or watch this movie for the first time mm-hmm. so we're gonna give you some smoking and drinking rules that you can play along with to enhance your experience what did, you, what did you call them most recently enhance uh party favors party favors oh, yes that was phenomenal <laughs> I, I i forget drinking and smoking rules we're calling them party favors i mean that's fair now you got to go back and like change that because that is that is some choice marketing that's good. Um, it's like I worked in marketing or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've got. I've actually. I actually. I just came up with a. Uh, uh, 
with with a uh, a party favor. Oh, oh great. Um, well then let's kick into it. Yeah. Let's, let's... Why don't you go first? Uh anytime you see an actor uh playing so this is kind of like yours. Uh the one of the ones that you had listed before, but uh anytime you see somebody playing a historical character but your immediate first thought is, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> the that guy rule has a long history. Yeah, on this we show, do a lot of that. But, but I mean, you've got like so, oh, so many, many people. This movie is full of that guy. So, so you've got like Tom Hiddleston, first mm-hmm. of all, yep. as Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> um, and he's phenomenal. I love uh, that they walk in and she says, I'm Zelda. And she's, or she, and she calls, hey, Scott, get over Scott. here. And I don't know about you, but I lost my shit. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. Well, I love that it's Allison Pill. For uh, oh, Kim Pine yeah. is Kim the best. Kim Pine is so good. Uh, Adrian Brody, Kathy Bates. It's just... It's, there's a lot of them. There's so many great ones. Yeah, the, the rule that you were referring to of mine uh, that is similar is take a drink when we meet a new historical figure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you decide to play both rules, uh, you can do double drinks. Yeah. I yeah. guess... Uh, but as we like to say, you know, maybe don't play all of these rules. Yeah. Absolutely. Pick yeah. and choose the ones that you like a la carte. Ooh. We're not just saying the French way for this show, but it is more appropriate today than it has been before. Right. <laughs> yeah. My next rule. This is one of those in Bruges type rules. This, you know. Bruges. Yeah. I so maybe if you pick this rule, uh, only pick this rule. Take a drink whenever you see a bicycle. Specifically, a bicycle, not an electric bike or a motorbike of some sort. Because if you did, there would be a whole lot. So just the bicycles. Point point of order. Okay. Uh, are we talking about like a bike being used? No, just a bike. Just a bike. Yeah. Okay. In use That's on good, the rack. That's a good a rule where you just point yep. at the screen. And bike, <laughs> bike, bike. A row of six bikes. <laughs> <laughs> waterfall yes just just take sips for the bike roll uh anytime that uh ernest hemingway says the word true for it is good it is pure it is true it's uh it's fun seeing cory stoll play uh, cory stoll like just disappears into that role yeah i mean if you get the chance to play hemingway you fucking play you Hemingway. Take it. Mm-hmm. Um, I isn't just... Hemingway another somewhat problematic figure in literature? I mean, that's kind of the point of Hemingway. I think right. that's Hemingway one hundred and one. Yeah, right. Let's talk about his problems. Then we'll get into his work. Yes. Here's a list of people that Hemingway wanted to have a fist fight with. <laughs> Here's a number of people that Hemingway did have a fist fight with. You'll notice they're the same <laughs> list. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, it's so good though. I mean, I, honestly though, I maybe this is me not knowing enough. But aside from being sort of like a loud, obnoxious fighter dude, mm-hmm. I don't know if he did anything like inappropriate. Right, like, something I don't that would have gotten like, him canceled in the year yeah, twenty twenty two. I, we might have a problem with him fighting folks, but I I don't know if we'd have canceled him per se. I mean, Russell Crowe's still around. That's true. He he was basically a more a, a more off the chain Russell Crowe. Hmm. Interesting. I would. I I hope Russell Crowe doesn't hear this podcast. He's a big fan. Oh man. 
That's why we don't talk about uh, Les Miserables. <laughs> no worries, Russ. We think you're cool. It's fine. We don't talk about <laughs> Russ Crow. No, no, no. We don't talk about Russ Crow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, Andy, what's your next rule? Rhinoceros. Oh, yeah. Just every time Dolly says it. <laughs> yeah, anytime somebody says the word rhinoceros, you got to take a shot. I like it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, I said it. I, uh, said I don't it. like that. All right, that's yeah, intense. That's your, that's your third act. That's, uh, that's, how you, that's how you end the movie. Yeah, right. Ready. If you are, if you are not, if you are not drunk by the third act, rhinoceros, rhinoceros, or anytime somebody says Dali, <laughs> just drink the whole time. Adrian Brody's on screen. I mean, I, us- I usually do. <laughs> I also have a shot rule. Uh. You should take a shot for Kathy Bates out of respect. Out of respect, yeah. No, that's... What a phenomenal actress. I mean, honestly, like, both for Kathy Bates and Gertrude Stein, I think. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Both deserve it. I mean, Kathy Bates does a phenomenal job portraying Gertrude Stein, but, like, the the impact left by Stein on her own mm-hmm. is enough to warrant respect. So rack up a couple. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um... <laughs> anytime uh kurt fuller who plays uh inez's father uh is just the poster child for white privilege uh go ahead and take a drink yeah you might need it for that one. Oh my, God. Uh, my last rule is a smoking rule uh take a hit when someone mentions moving to paris all right party people that does it for our drinking and smoking rules Take these party favors and go forth and watch Midnight in Paris. I own it on DVD, so I don't even know where it's streaming. Or Netflix. <laughs> Netflix, yeah. It's on, it Netflix? Is on Netflix. Yeah. Cool. Right now. Yeah. Uh, you can it... download it and listen to it in your car like I did. <laughs> listen to the movie? I, in- I have not seen this movie yet, but oh I have God. heard the entire thing. <laughs> yes. So until next time, party people, if you want to join in the conversation... Uh, you can find us on the internet. I am at bsilverio20 on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Indecisionist on Twitter and at The Indecisionist on Instagram. Special thanks to April Moralba for our podcast art and to Marlon Longit of Marlon and the Shakes for our amazing theme song. This has been an Indecisionist production. You can find Andy Huddle at Ando Has Issues on Twitter. That's A-N-D-O, has issues on Twitter. You can use the hashtag time to party. That's time the number two party to join in the conversation. Uh, and while we get ready to bring you our review episode, and while you go watch the movie and all that good stuff, just want to remind you all, be excellent to each other. And, and party, party on, dudes. dudes. Trying to think of some Cole Porter songs. Like, Let's drink do some shit. <laughs> Even educated bees do it. Even educated bees do it. My Let's do it. Let's get fucked up. <laughs> 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 there it is.